vengeance upon thee. Bizarre happenings in Los Angeles, and it all began with charges laid by L.A. police against O.J. Simpson in connection with the brutal slaying of his ex-wife Nicole and 25-year-old Ron Goldman. As far as the sweepstake on who's king in the world of British pop music goes, the bookies are pursing their lips, and, with scarcely a glance at the form, they're telling the punters that the only contenders are Pulp, Suede, and Blur in a Britpop three-dog race. I did DJ a little back in the day. I had a show called Zoot Suit Wyatt on Carlton College Radio. Tuesdays, 3 to 5 a.m., I was the king of swing. Hmm. I thought we as a culture agreed to forget the year that everyone was into swing. serious gourmet shit. Me and Vincent would have been satisfied with some freeze-dried taster's choice, right? <laughs> and he brings this serious gourmet shit on. What flavor is this? Knock it off, Julie. What? I don't need you to tell me how fucking good my coffee is, okay? I'm the one who buys it. I know how good it is. Bonnie goes shopping, she buys shit. I buy the gourmet expensive stuff because when I drink it, I want to taste it. But you know what's on my mind right now? It ain't the coffee in my kitchen. It's the dead nigger in my garage. Mr. Suave's taking you back in time, before the internet, before MP3s became ubiquitous. Back to when vinyl was still dead and CDs ruled the musical universe. Before iPads, pods, or phones. Get back to 1994. Now coming to you from Swab Headquarters in Seattle, here's your host, Mr. Swab. Welcome to the Modcast taking you on a trip back in time this week. Some years are better than other years. One of the great mod-friendly years in musical history happens to be back 20 years ago. 
before the internet, back to when vinyl was still dead. Uh, hell, John Major was still in 10 Downing Street and things were just about to get really wild in the UK. Remember, for the vast majority of the world, in 1994, the internet was basically an unknown. If you wanted to connect digitally, you had to do so with a uh, 56k dial-up phone modem. Remember those? And even then, most everybody simply got on to uh, bulletin board-like services like CompuServe, Prodigy. The big one was America Online. The year did mark the first time that America Online offered their users access to something called the World Wide Web. And they charged a hefty hourly fee for that service. I was when chat rooms were at their height. Never knew what sort of a weirdo, pervy person you were actually talking to or corresponding with on the other end of that conversation. 1994 was the year Netscape launched a thing called Navigator, or what they called a web browser. And so the World Wide Web was just getting underway. Look out, information superhighway, right? Straight from 1994, I opened the show with a song from the debut album by Combustible Edison. An album and a band that, uh, as much as any other, really helped to spur the lounge music craze and the birth of the cocktail nation in the mid-90s. The song was Cadillac. It's the opening track to their album, I Swinger. What a great album that is, too. It's a, infused with this undeniable 60s sensibility. has these great touches of soul and jazz and lots of exotica. Just one of the great bands to come out in 94. As always, you can get a complete track list for this show. You can check out some cool bonus videos. Find links to all the bands and, and other goodies at the Modcast homepage at mrsuave.com. Besides being the year that really kicked off the cocktail music revival, 1994 also was the year that kicked off another world-changing musical movement. A little thing called Britpop.
I mean, the reason why we're wearing every paper is because there's something to write about. We're playing the game, and we mean it, and we're honest, and we've got the best songs. So that's why we're in everyone's face.
up the rubbish Give her effervescence She needs a little sparkle Good morning TV You're looking so healthy We all say the one to be alone We wear the same clothes Cause we feel the same And kiss the dry lips when we say Two of Britain's most popular pop groups have begun the biggest chart war in 30 years. The Manchester band Oasis and their arch-rivals Blur released new singles today, each hoping to reach the number one spot next week. The music industry hasn't seen anything like it since the Beatles fought it out with the Rolling Stones in the 60s. Okay, okay, most of those bands you are certainly well aware of, so I won't belabor giving you all their street creds. That last track was Blur, End of the Century. It comes from the very excellent Park Life album. The appearance of that album, alongside of um, Oasis's Definitely Maybe, was, was the beginning, really, of what became known as the Battle of Britpop. The North versus the South, Middle Class versus Working Class... A showdown between Blur and Oasis. In 1994's Blur was uh, really reigning atop the charts. They were getting all the awards and great critical acclaim. Oasis released a little album called Definitely Maybe. At that time, it was the fastest-selling debut album ever. And while Blur has sold somewhere around 15 million albums total, Oasis has sold almost that many for definitely maybe alone. 
so at the time, while Park Life seemed to win the battle of the reviews and get the accolades of the critics, it was sort of like Blur won the battle and Oasis went on to win the war. Regardless, the real winners are us, the music listening public, because we get to listen to both of them. For those lads, I played two Britpop girl groups. You heard Elastica with Stutter and Sleeper with Twisted. And way up top getting it all going was These Animal Men. They actually were being critically acclaimed coming into 1994, uh, touted as a part of the new wave of New Wave, along with bands like uh, Smash and the Charlatans, Ride, and others. They were sort of the bands that in the early 90s provided the launching pad for Britpop, really. That track was Who's the Daddy Now? Just the B-side to one of their bigger hit singles, You're Not My Babylon. All that Britpop stuff from 1994. If you dig the Britpop sound, you can check out my special modcast on Britpop that I did a couple years back. Uh, modcast number 191. Got it up on the Modcast homepage at MrSwab.com, so be sure to go over there and check that out. Give it a listen. I like sports, uh, and there was there was some back in 1994. You might recall that uh, Brazil won the World Cup. Uh, Lilla Hammer hosted Winter Olympics that year. In the U.S., greedy Major League Baseball players and greedy Major League Baseball team owners were all Major League douches, uh, which led to a general strike that ended the season midway and canceled the World Series. And my favorite name for a horse won the Kentucky Derby that year. Go for gin. Speaking of which, I think I'll go for some gin right now. You can uh, sit back and listen to a few songs that mark 1994 as the year that punk came of age. Hit the mainstream pop charts for the first time. This is Green Day, right here on Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World.
gotta keep them separated. agonizing pain rapist here. Cast your mind back 20 years to 1994, and you might be surprised to remember that back then a gallon of gas was just a dollar and four cents. A movie ticket still just averaged 450. Average new house cost under, under mind you, 120 thousand dollars if you can believe it. 
times have changed. That last song was one of the huge smash hits of 1994. That was, of course, the Offsprings Come Out and Play. Or, depending on how you, you view these things, you might consider that to be Agent Orange's Bloodstains. Offspring were accused by Agent Orange's label Posh Boy of having ripped off the guitar riff from the 1979 legendary song Bloodstains. No legal action uh, was ever taken, but boy was there a lot of bitching going on. The Vandals, who it should be noted are signed to the Offspring's own label, even wrote a song called Aging Orange, mocking Mike Palming Company for quote-unquote whining about the alleged sampling. Ahead of that was 90s power poppers Weezer. Their smash hit Buddy Holly comes from their debut Blue album. So that was a great bit of buzz-sawing, guitar-driven power pop. But it was probably the video that really made the song a hit. It's pretty cool, seemingly set in a Happy Days episode. It was a great bit of retro styling that was so different from the angsty, flannelized grunge and the ultra-materialistic glitzy, blingy gangster rap that uh, dominated music videos at the time, really. Kicking that set off was Green Day with She from their groundbreaking Dookie album, which really is where Green Day helped to bring punk rock to the middle class masses. It was a punk rock that was pop punk, power pop, really. Um, And that, that album and Green Day helped launch a whole slew of power pop and punk influenced bands in the mid to late 90s. Just think that in 1994, all three of these bands were just breaking into the mainstream. 94 was like that. So many bands and artists released their first albums that year, or released their best albums that year, uh, from guys like Beck, uh, Portishead, Brand New Heavies, and Rancid, um, and a lot of the people that released some of their best work that year. Corduroy, Mother Earth, James Taylor Quartet, The Greys, The Smithereens. Uh, Paul Weller had a little single called The Weaver. It's a great year for music. Kind of a watershed year, I think, really. And nothing was cooler then than the intersection where soul met acid jazz and lounge and 60s pop, and they all collided together, bringing us some completely sublime and transformative music, like Pizzicato 5, right here on Mr. Suave's Mod Mod World.
inside this vehicle, this uh, Ford Bronco in Orange County right now. Uh, we understand from the uh, CHP officer is, is O.J. Simpson. He is armed with a gun. Apparently he's holding a gun to the head of his friend, Al Cowlings, who owns this car, who also disappeared with O.J. was a weird year. I remember sitting on my couch in my apartment with the then-not-yet Mrs. Suave, watching O.J. Simpson and Al Cowlings creep slowly along Los Angeles freeways in the world's slowest and yet most exciting car chase ever. We were glued to our TV for hours watching that shit. It was also the year that whack job Tanya Harding hired her whacked-out boyfriend to whack Nancy Kerrigan in the leg. Also, she couldn't skate in the national championships. Girl sportsters are wicked mean, man. Even weirder, in an attempt to prove he wasn't a pedophile, Michael Jackson married Lisa Marie Presley. We all know how that worked out for them. What wasn't weird, but was totally cool, was Corduroy. They released uh, what I think is their best album that year, called Out of Here, from which you heard Don't Wait for Monday. Before that was Stereo Lab with the very quirky but still quite mod and its vibe ping pong. And up top of that set, there was Pizzicato 5 with Sweet Soul Review from their 94 release, Made in USA. Alright, don't be a stranger. Get on over to the Modcast homepage at mrsuave.com. Don't forget to spell out the Mr. You can leave me a comment there and uh, let me know what you thought of the show or what you thought of 1994. What songs and bands do you remember from 94? What things did I forget or just not include? Be interesting to hear from uh, all of you over at mrsuave.com. Here's some other goodness from 94 right now. This is The Beautiful South. I want it in there I want it in there 
to a happiness is hard to steep I'll carry on regardless Tried his mouth and on Memphis son He carried on regardless Tried to smile and he bit his tongue But carry on regardless Carry on with work Carry on with love Carry on with children I want my love, my joy, my love, my smile, my needs Not in the star signs or the polish you rings I want my sun drenched winds wept in grip bed with kids Not in the next line
Well, let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. of great acid jazz coming out of the UK in 94, combining soul and jazz and hip-hop and R&B. They're sampling classic songs and creating totally new, fresh music. That last song was one of the best. It was the Night Trains with Love Sick from their album Sleazeball. And the Night Trains are back. We're still around. Actually, I think it's back because they took a little hiatus there for a while. But just last year, they released a really great soul jazz version of this Stranglers punk classic, No More Heroes. Ahead of that was the oh-so-great Swing Out Sister with a dreamy, smooth, and soulful song. Of course, so many of their songs can be described that way. I love the trumpet on this one, uh, reminiscent of Bachrach, and the vocals and soulfulness of this one uh, always remind me of Sade. That was Don't Let Yourself Down from The Living Return. And at the top of that set was The Beautiful South. Beautiful South, of course, uh, was formed out of the ashes of 80s mod pop band House Martins by two members, P.D. Heaton and David Hemingway. The song was Good as Gold, Stupid as Mud from their 94 release, Meow, which was their fourth album, actually. Uh, and the first with their second vocalist, Jackie Abbott, who I think might have been their best. They've had several, and uh, each time Heaton has been able to find singers that have remarkably similar voices. Uh, go really well with his voice, of course, and uh, has helped them for the past 20 years to produce some really great music. Sadly, 1994 was the year that Kurt Cobain shuffled himself off this mortal coil. Even sadder and, frankly, much more tragic for the world as a whole, Justin Bieber got shuffled onto this mortal coil. On TV, a little show called Friends burst onto the scene. Also popular were Beavis and Butthead, The X-Files, and AbFab. Absolutely fabulous. And 20 years before he would retire, David Letterman debuted The Late Show on CBS. And movies that year... Police Squad 33 and a third for the record came out, co-starring O.J. Simpson. Well, the big film in 1994 for me, one of my all-time faves, was Pulp Fiction. Also raking it in the box office that year were Speed, Dumb and Dumber, and Forrest Gump. Nelson Mandela opened his presidency. The Channel opened in 1994. Closing in 1994 were John Candy, Cab Calloway, and Charles Bukowski. It was also a crummy year for the cast of Breakfast at Tiffany's, with the passing of the film's co-star, George Papard, and also the passing of its musical composer and arranger, the late great Henry Mancini. Sad. So that was a little slice of life from music and culture and whatnot from 1994. If you think I've missed anything really important in the music, you can leave me a comment on the Modcast homepage at mrsuave.com. I'm going to leave you with a band that had 
already been around for a dozen years by 1994. And yet, that year marks their real debut to the Mouses. It was a breakout year for Pulp. Joining in the Britpop explosion, they produced their fourth album, the one that put them on the map, His and Hers. From that 1994 album, this is Babies. Here in 2014, I'm Mr. Swab. Thanks for listening.